Happy Sunday, guys. How we feeling? Yeah, same. Um, this week has been kicking my ass. Uh, so I don't know about you guys. I've talked to a few people, actually, um, and they've said the same thing, that this week has really just been one of those weeks where it's like, if you catch your pants on a fucking doorknob, um, that's the last fucking straw. You know what I mean? Like, I know right now that there's probably somebody out there listening who's like, my baby daddy's on my last fucking nerve. Or, you know, I'm overworked, I'm overwhelmed, I'm overstimulated, I'm going through shit, life is socking me in the fucking tit, um, or the balls, you know, men or women, it's all accepted here. Um, but yeah, like, I just feel like life has really just been kind of lifing. And I think that I want to change the narrative a little bit for you guys, and I want to talk to you guys a little bit more about just... A little bit of like what I've been going through and then we're going to kind of like discuss it together in a sense of like we're going to go through this together. You feel me? So stay right there. All right. So now that we're back um, in full swing, let's talk about it. Um, think about this concept for me. Um, let's say you've gotten a piece of bad news. It doesn't have to be bad news like dire straits like someone's died or something like that. But if that's what your mind gravitates towards in this scenario, that's okay too because everybody has experienced loss in some way. Um, I mean, I've experienced a lot of loss, so I completely understand that. But think about it this way. Like, let's say you get some bad news. Let's say you have a rough day at work. Let's say you receive some shitty feedback at work. Let's say a family member told you to get fucked. Um, you know, uh, your baby daddy decided he wanted to slash the tires on your car or, you know, just any of those things. Like, I feel like you can relate anything to getting bad news, right? Um, your doctor's like, hey, by the way, you have hemorrhoids or, you know, you took a trip, trip to Planned Parenthood to pick up some free condoms and they're like, by the way, it's also gonorrhea. You know what I mean? Like, these are all things that are examples of bad news. And I try to keep it as lighthearted as possible for you guys. But I want to explain to you where you guys are fucking yourselves over when it comes to getting bad news or receiving bad news or having stuff happen to you or life hit you in ways. Hear me when I say this. Life is going to hit you no matter fucking what. Life is going to hit you whether you are standing, whether you are sitting, whether you are already knocked down and seemingly broken. Life is going to keep coming at you full force like a man with a fucking erection and thinks he can come anywhere he wants. That is literally how life is coming at you. No warning, no, hey, I'm about to come. Just boom, pow, right to the face, right? Okay, but here's where you guys are self-sabotaging yourself. And some people believe that the concept of self-sabotage isn't necessarily real because if you wanted to stop, you would. But 
it's a deep, there's self-sabotage is a deeper thing that we can get into another time. But I want to talk to you guys about throwing yourselves a pity party and giving yourself permission to throw a pity party. But wait, I know you're probably thinking to yourself like, Holly, what the fuck? Drake said it one time, like, don't invite me over if you're having pity parties. Like, no shit. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying like, okay, I want you to go feel sorry for yourself. I want you to walk around miserable and annoying and complain about shit and just be bringing everybody down. Like, you know, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is give yourself permission to have a pity party for one day. Okay. So for instance, I have this rule and I've been trying really, really hard to stick to this rule where when life is seemingly feeling like it's just too much, it's just too heavy, or I'm going through something, or I've received some bad news, or I've received, you know, feedback from something that I've done, or something that I've contributed to that was, I did play a hand in it, right, or anything like that, I give myself a full 24 hours, okay, you, however you clock that 24 hours, you can, however you clock it, um, you want to set a timer, you want to look at a physical clock and look at the time of day that you started your party. It doesn't matter this. And obviously this is just something that works for me. Um, it doesn't necessarily, and I'm not saying it's going to work for everyone, but this is just a tactic that I would like you guys to maybe attempt because stretching out your pity parties into week long, month long complaint sessions are fucking exhausting. And honestly, it's giving bad breath. Like, I hate when people do that. So we'll get into that too. Um, but what I like to do is I like to give myself permission to um, have a pity party for 24 hours. And in that 24 hours, I do whatever it is that I need to do. Scream, cry, throw up. Um, be as angry as I want, as pissed off as I want, as fucking Debbie Downer as I want, but I do it by myself. Okay. This pity party is a pity party for one. All right. So here's an example. Um, and this is kind of like sad, but I mean, it is sad, but it's something good came out of it. There was a lesson that was learned. My best friend passed away in 2016 um, and I didn't know how to do the pity party for one. I didn't know how to process that because no one prepares you for what it's going to be like when your best friend is no longer on this earth, okay? Um, no one prepares you for that and no one really says to you, like, there is no guidebook for grief, okay? So I just want you to know, like, don't hear what I'm not saying because grief is like an ocean and it comes and it goes. But I'm using this as my example of a pity party. For six months straight after his passing, um, I was drunk. Every single day I was drunk. And it started out with like having, you know, a glass of wine, two glasses of wine after work. Then that glass turned into a bottle. Then that bottle turned into two bottles. And then I would slowly start to get pissed off because I had run out of wine and I would be upset. And then my ex at my, my boyfriend at the time, he's my ex now, but, um, 
my boyfriend at the time, after about six months of dealing with me like this, he said to me, he's like, hey, you got to get it together because like you're drunk all the time, every day after work and you're miserable. You are fucking miserable. And I just kept telling him, did you lose a friend? Did you, did this happen to you? No, it didn't. It happened to me. So how about you go fuck yourself? But what I didn't realize was that what had happened to me, he also had family. He had a fiance. He had, um, he had a brother. He had a mother. He had friends as well that also lost him. So it didn't just happen to me. It happened to other people too. And I was processing it in a very unhealthy way. And my boyfriend at the time basically said to me, like, you need to decide what you want to do. You need to decide if you want to continue to go down this path of like, my best friend died, so it's an excuse for me to be a shitty person. It is an excuse for me to be drunk every day. It is an excuse for me to say the things that I say to people or act the way that I act towards people or just completely turn off all of my emotions and just be, for lack of a better phrase, a drunk cunt. Um, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm still a drunk cunt, but it's a completely different version of myself. Um, but the biggest, the biggest thing that I took away from that was that he told me, he's like, I need you to get a handle on this because I don't want to lose you. We ended up breaking up like, you know, this past year or whatever. But he go at the time we were still very much like a good couple. And so he said, I don't want to lose you, but like you losing him is, is causing me to lose my partner. And that was kind of like a wake up call for me that I had been sitting and feeling sorry for myself because I refused to face the feelings that I was feeling. I refused to say I lost my best friend and this hurts like fucking hell because here's the deal. When something happens to you, you cannot go over it. You cannot go around it. You cannot take a side street. There is no fucking detour. Do you know what there is? Nothing. You have to go through it. In order to get out of it, you have to go through it. So I started going to therapy and I obviously like I quit. I still drink now. I just want to preface that because like you guys hear me and you guys know like I do drink, but, um, it's not the same. I don't have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol anymore. I don't have an unhealthy relationship with my grief. I don't have an unhealthy relationship with the way I process things. Not all the time. Okay. I'm, I'm still a work in progress and that's allowed. You know, that is allowed. Um, but you are allowed to heal parts of yourself and still be a work in progress. You are still allowed to do both of those things. They can exist in the same body. But so I went to therapy and I um, decided that that was just something that I didn't want to do. So I started unpacking all of the things that bothered me about losing him. And a lot of it was that I was sad that he was gone, but I was mostly mad because I was feeling sorry for myself because I felt alone. Um, and I just sat around feeling sorry for myself, which meant that I couldn't let anyone else in. I allowed this grief to define me. I allowed the, I attached this pain 
to something, which don't get me wrong, his death is still painful. I still miss him every day. Um, and it is always going to be hard for me knowing that I have already outlived him by f four years. Um, I, it, it is very painful, but the difference is, is that I don't attach that pain to my life now because once you attach pain to something, it will slowly, like if you assign pain to something specific, it's going to turn into resentment. And what happened was, is I was starting to resent my own life. I was starting to resent my own existence. Okay. And so I started realizing that I couldn't attach that much pain to one specific thing. It wasn't going to work. It wasn't healthy. And I wasn't going to make it. I wasn't going to make it out of my relationship. I wasn't going to make it out of the headspace that I was in because I was willing to feel sorry for myself every single day when what I needed to do was be grateful for all of the time that I did get to spend with him, for all of the wonderful memories that I got to have with him, for all of the things that I will cherish, all of the things that he taught me, everything, I am so grateful that I had that because it was his time to go. As sad as that was, it was his time to go. If I had remained in that headspace of feeling sorry for myself, my life would be in a very vastly different place. I would not be sitting here talking to you guys. I would not have worked as hard as I could to get to where I am today, to, to call myself a therapist and to be proud to be an advocate for mental health and to advocate for myself and to advocate for you guys. I would not be able to do those things had I sat and felt sorry for myself. Well, I had another one of those moments this week, okay? Um, we jumped ahead because obviously we just went from 2016 to 2024, but nobody died. So I, I want to say that, like, nobody died. It wasn't like... Um, anything like that. But this week has been really hard for me. And it's just been a lot of things that have just stacked up and stacked up and stacked up and stacked up. And what I tried to do was I tried to go back to a, an old habit to see if that would help me process and solve the problem that I was in and to solve what was going on. It did not work. It backfired and it blew up in my face and I was fucking miserable. So I set the timer. I said, all right, Holly, here's how this is going to work. You don't have any commitments after work today. You don't have anything going on. You don't have any homework. You don't have, you don't have to be at the gym. You don't have any plans. You don't have anything like that. And if I had plans, I would have, I would have cleared them because I, you have to taking time to process your feelings is fucking important. Okay, that is monumentally important. And I said, well, okay, how do I want to process this? Because you're on a clock now. You've got 24 hours. You've got 24 hours to sit in this misery, to sit in this pity party, to be self-deprecating, to be all of these things, to be critical of yourself. But you get 24 hours. And then when that clock is up, it's over. You have to move on and you have to pick yourself up and you have to go out there the next day and you have to remember who the fuck you are. 
because this per who you are isn't a person that feels sorry for yourself. Who you are isn't a person who's like complains about things that are fixable and changeable and can be adapted. You genuinely are not that person. So what do you want to do? So I went to the store, got myself some like food I wanted to eat. Um, I grabbed some wine. Um, I watched a couple of comfort movies and I fucking cried and I cried so hard, like to the point where like my neck, the next day at work, like my voice was really hoarse and it's coming back now, but it still is a little hoarse, but I cried and I, I, I did one of those like screams, like those silent screams because I was so frustrated and I started telling myself all this shit. I started saying, you know, well, this was your fault. Like you did this, like, this is what happens you are this way, like this, you're being self-deprecating. That's exactly what I was doing. So I allowed myself the space to feel everything as deeply and as emotionally and as raw as possible because my feelings were valid, but I needed to feel them all at once and I needed to almost like pressure myself. I had to almost pressure myself into doing it. So that's why I'm saying like, you can give yourself permission to have a one day pity party. You really can. It's okay. Because allowing yourself one day to take space away from everything to just feel how you want to feel, be mad, be upset, be frustrated, be happy, be joyful, whatever the case, whatever the feeling is that you need to feel, but you need to do it by yourself, go ahead. But the next day when that 24 hours is up, you gotta go. Like you gotta keep moving. Because if you continue to carry around pain from things that have bothered you, things that have upset you, things that have hurt you, people who have hurt you, if you walk around carrying that pain, mm, 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 mm. I'm gonna tell you right now, it does you no fucking good. And it does absolutely nobody any justice around you when you walk around like that with that stank pussy attitude. And that's how I put it. And I don't mean pussy in an, like in a masculating way. I mean like, like your pussy stinks. That's what I mean. People who walk around and feel sorry for themselves love to live in a victim mindset. And I talk to you guys a lot about what living in a victim mindset looks like. Well, living in a victim mindset is also like feeling sorry for yourself, but on a consistent basis, right? Feeling sorry for yourself in a way where it controls your thoughts, your patterns, your movements. It controls who you are, how you want to think, like, and everything like that. And when you choose to feel sorry for yourself... What it does is it does not allow you to become a better person. It does not allow you to be in charge of your own happiness. But here's the thing. Stop being a fucking coward. You are in charge of your own happiness. You have to wake up and you have to realize that you are in control. Nobody else can control how you feel. If you want to sit and be a victim, fine. Be a victim. But don't subject everybody else to that kind of shit. Don't, don't do that because it's just, it's not fair to the other people around you, right? It's not fair to others to sit around and be like, 
Oh my God. You know, I got pulled over this morning and then on top of, and don't get me wrong. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not negating that everybody can't have a fucking bad day. But when every single one of your days is a bad day, maybe we need to start taking a look in the mirror that you might be going and looking for shit that's not there. Like when you like, okay, you ever encounter those fucking like those people in everyday life that are just, there's always something wrong. Always, always something's wrong. And it's just like, they sit around and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, my car was stolen. My Cadillac converter was out. Oh yeah. My dog has fleas. Yeah, now I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do because this is happening. I mean, my sister's calling me and she's got problems. You know, I went to the grocery store and my card was declined and I can't get this. I don't know how to do this. Don't get me wrong. Life is hard. But do you ever meet those people where something is always fucking wrong? What are they doing to become a better person? What are they doing to be able to level up in society? Because here's the thing. You cannot, and I heard this quote, it is not mine, but you cannot be upset, okay, by results you didn't get from the work that you didn't do. So, for instance, I'm going to talk about a sensitive topic for some people, when people complain about their bodies, okay, and then you see them doing absolutely fucking nothing to change it, that's what I'm talking about. They are living in a state of saying, oh, well, my knees hurt so bad, so that's why I can't take the stairs. No, wrong. Back it up. Your knees hurt because you refuse to take the stairs. You are allowing that pain to stop you from doing it. Now, obviously, I'm not calling out people who aren't able-bodied, but I am saying someone who has the wherewithal to understand that their choices have consequences. So if you want to sit around and you want to be lazy and you want to feel sorry for yourself and you want to complain about something that is fixable, don't get me wrong. I am not a size two, but I will tell you right now that Every doc, my doctor, every six months I go get a checkup and he tells me I'm, Hey, you're healthier than you were six months ago. Six you're Oh my God, your levels are off the charts. You're amazing. Like every, you are so healthy and I'm not a size two. Okay. Shit. I'm not even a size four, six or eight and that's okay. But I take care of myself and I do not sit and complain about my body and then do nothing to rectify the situation. I lift, I box, I do all kinds of things that make my body feel good because I want to treat my body the way that it fucking deserves because this body has carried me through a lot. So you will not catch me complaining about my body in that way. Now I know I have at least two friends that are listening to this saying, bitch, you're such a liar. You do complain about your body. You do complain about those things. You will do that comparison thing. You're right. I do do that sometimes because everyone does. We're going to be like, oh, I fucking hate my hips in this top. Or, oh my God, I hate that I have short legs. Oh my God, like why does my ankle look fat in this thing? Like shit like that, right? But what I mean is the foundation of it. I am not going to sit here and actively complain about my body 
and then do nothing to fix it. It's like somebody who's like, oh my God, I can't figure out why I keep getting headaches, but you've never seen them drink a fucking glass of water. Hello. It's like, is this thing on? What do you mean you have headaches all the time, but I've never seen you drink a stitch of fucking water, not a drop, not a drop. Like, I'm guaranteeing you right now that your hydration is as dry as a nun's pussy. I don't understand why people think that they need to drag people into those kinds of conversations. Or it's like when someone says, oh, yeah, you should you should retire. Oh, I'd love to, but I don't have the money because, you know, I've got this going on and I've got this going on. Join the fucking club. OK, but stop with the complaints. Nobody wants to be invited to your pity party. You need to figure out your shit. Do not complain about results that you didn't get because of the work that you did not do. Because all you're doing is attaching pain to something and attaching it to a specific thing and then allowing it to control your life. Um, I used to have a coworker and he had said something one day about his knees being really bad. And don't get me wrong, he's a wonderful guy, but he would complain about his knees and he would say it had to do with his age. Bullshit. Bullshit. And this isn't a personal attack on him, but I am saying I'm using this as an example. He would complain about his knees and he would say, oh, well, you know, my knees are, you know, shot just because of old age. And I'm like, um, como se dice, I'm two years older than you and I put hundreds of pounds on my back and I squat it. Like, I don't... Age has nothing to do with it. How you treat your body has everything to do with it. But how you talk to yourself has everything to do with it. So if you want to have a 24-hour pity party where you sit and you feel sorry for yourself, go right ahead. Do it. Get it all out and expel it all out and fucking scream, cry, throw up, cuss out whoever you need to in private, right? When I get upset, sometimes I'll cuss out my mom. That bitch has been dead for a long time. like, And she probably hears me because I'm sure the walls of hell might be thin. So she probably hears me. But that's that's neither here nor there. But if you want to do all of that, that's fine. But it's when the pity party lasts more than a day. It's when the complaints start to become so obvious. So obvious that you're just like, are you fucking for, are you fucking for real? Like, is common sense not on sale? Like, I mean, I, I don't, is it in short supply? Did it get trapped on that shipping container in the Suez Canal? Because I just don't get it. And I don't understand why people want to live in that state of mind. It's fucking miserable. And you deserve so much better. And anybody who's listening to me right now, like, I can tell you right now that you have definitely... Um, you have definitely done the work to get here so that I, I know that you're listening to me. And the thing about having like these pity parties and not letting things go is that when you don't let things go and you choose to not accept that change is coming and that life is going to come at you no matter what, if you choose not to accept that you are going to live your life in a state of just existence, okay? 
And we were not put on this fucking earth. And no matter who you believe in, no matter what you worship, no matter what you do, whoever you decide put you on this earth, other than your parents um, fucking, whoever you decide to give thanks or gratitude or whatever for putting you on this earth, they did not put you here just to exist. Our world is in fucking shambles and not enough people are chasing greatness. Not enough people are striving for better. A lot of people are just entitled and they are expecting these fucking results for work that they didn't do. You didn't do the work. Like you can't do three sit-ups and then be like, why do I not have abs? Don't get me wrong. I, I sometimes think about that and I'm like, careful. I, careful, I took my probiotics, uh, so if you catch me out here looking snatched, watch out. Don't get me wrong, but that's comical, right? That's fucking comical. But the idea that you can't be grateful for what you have right now because you're stuck in this pity party mindset is honestly stupid and it's ridiculous because a pity party just means that you're undisciplined and you're not willing to, you're not willing to do the work. Okay. So that's why I say that I allow myself that one day to be self-deprecating and to be emo. And when I say that I fully do, I commit to the role all the way. I'm talking sad music in the car so that I cry on purpose. All of those things. Like it was very like, nine 90s early 2000s music videos where they're staring out the window and the rain is falling like that's me when I do this but it only lasts for a day because I'm giving myself permission and I'm giving myself grace to feel these feelings and to be able to allow myself that like space to take it away from everybody and say you know hey I'm I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to feel all of this stuff, but then I'm going to let it go because it's not everybody else's problem. You know, it's, it's just not. If something goes wrong in your life, like you shouldn't sit around and fucking cry about it. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be frustrated about the things that have happened to you. But what's not okay is to live your life in misery and then make other people around you miserable too because you want to complain about stuff that is fixable or you just refuse to address issues at hand. You know what I'm saying? Also... I'm about to plug something really quick, but this is a complete side note. I don't want to plug it because, uh, but I don't want to gatekeep at the same time. Um, I found this uh, red wine. One of my friends uh, told me about it and she said we had to try it. And I ran into Trader Joe's and I uh, went and I got some and it's $6.99, y'all. So if you're a red wine girl or guy or whatever, um, if you're a red wine person, Okay, um, this like, it's like a Cabernet, uh, Syrah, but let me tell you what, for $6.99, I need you to understand that I'm a bit of, I can be kind of a wine snob, like, I'm not really, like, unless I really am feeling, like, frisky, I'm not really gonna be, like, doing, like, yellowtail, right? Um, 
Mm, actually, that's not true. Um, when Aaron and I go look at Christmas lights, sometimes we get a little yellow tail just because it's cheap and they sell the huge bottles. But that's a diff, whatever. That's an ADHD rabbit hole. Um, but for $6.99, you guys, um, I can't even lie to you. I've been to some great countries that have wonderful wine. This wine fucking, it hits the spot. Like it's, holy shit. Like this is nice. This is fucking nice. Mm. But I want you guys to understand that like, I don't sit and like call you guys out and like try to tell you a bunch of shit that doesn't make sense or to make you feel bad or like anything like that. I don't want you to feel bad. I want you to understand that you're better than throwing yourself a pity party. Nobody wants to come to that. Nobody. There's nobody that wants to go to that unless it's like other people. Like when they say like misery loves company. I've definitely seen two complainers in a room and they suck the fucking energy out of the room and it's annoying. It's like, it's just annoying. It's, it's annoying. Obviously, like, if someone's complaining about the fact that they lost their hand in a boating accident, right? That's awful. And that's, like, that's not really changeable. That's not, they can get prosthetics and stuff like that. But what I mean is, like, actual changes, okay? So, the reason why I also think that I was called to, like, I don't know why I said called, like, I was a youth pastor, but, um, I don't. I'd be such a shitty youth pastor. I think that, like, I'm pretty good with kids, but, um, I, oh, let me, no, let me preface that. I'm good with kids, but I'm better with kids that I really like, okay? Um, so that, yeah, that's probably a better way of putting it, but the biggest thing is, is that, like, the reason why I brought this up is because this isn't how I used to process things, This isn't how I used to go about my day or go about my life. So I received some bad news um, the other day um, and I, you know, got the letter in the mail and whatever. And it doesn't matter what it said, but I did. I got some bad news in the mail and a past version of myself would have seen that letter, would have looked at it and just fucking broke down and it would have ruined my entire fucking day absolutely ruined it but I saw it for what it was it was a piece of fucking paper okay it was also on a Sunday okay and I was on my way to one of my favorite things which is a all women's uh weightlifting class at my gym um and so dm me if you guys want details on that um because we would love to have you on the 11th. There's a Galentine's event. But anyway, sorry, side note. So I called one of my friends who was on her way to the event as well. And I um, was like, you know what? Here's the thing. This letter came. This news fucking sucks. This is horrible. I hate it. It's going to inconvenience my life. And I've got to take care of a lot of things now. But it's Sunday. Is there anything that I could possibly do to change this information at hand right now? The answer was no. It was Sunday. I was on my way to a weightlifting class. So I had two choices. 
do I scream, cry, throw up now and just start having a pity party and making it my whole identity to identify that day as someone who had something bad happen to them and let it ruin my whole day? Or did I say to myself, it's Sunday. There's quite literally nothing you can do about it. So go to your weightlifting class, go hang out with your friends, go do everything that you wanted to do today and you had set out to do today because you cannot fix this right now. The reason why I'm bringing up the one day pity party rule, the constant complaining stuff and the bad news bears is because a past version of me would have handled all of these things differently. And I know that a past version of you would have handled all of these things differently as well. So recognize when you are starting to adapt to new habits, new ways of life, and understand that you can give yourself grace to have a pity party. That pity party just can't last. That pity party cannot have an after party. There is no after party. Okay? There is no extended hours. There is no encore. There is no nothing. You are allowed to feel all of your feelings. Your feelings are valid. They are yours and yours alone. You can feel them. Every day you can have a little bit of those feelings and take them with you, but they cannot be the thing that you attach to your everyday life because then you are going to grow into resentment and honestly, it'll probably throw off your pH balance, okay? Um, and nobody wants to walk around with stank pussy energy. I don't know really the equivalent of men walking around with stank pussy energy, but we'll just say it's the same, right? So... There is no after party for your pity party, okay? That is the message at hand. Stop complaining about shit that you know you can fix. If you need help on fixing those things, by all means, please DM me or ask your one of your friends, your family, someone that you trust, someone that you know will help you with accountability, will help you with anything, just support. But stop complaining about shit that is fixable, that is solvable, and stop making everything everybody else's problem just because you are pissed off about the results that you're not getting from the work that you didn't do, okay? As always, I love you guys enough to tell you the truth, and I will see you next Sunday, and hit up Trader Joe's for this fucking wine because it's the shit. Love you.